Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFT. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is moving the digital You have now joined Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the Blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keen. Today, we have a special guest. And by the way, I know I say we have a special guest every time, okay? All of our guests are special. But today's special guest is the most specialist guest Mm. of them all, all right? (laughs) Because this is my twin sister, the one who got me into NFTs, Steph Sudo. Welcome to the show. Woohoo! Thank you for having me. Super excited to be on. Number one fan of this podcast <laughs> and uh, super excited, Jenny from the blockchain and Michael to be on the show with you all today. Wow, it's pretty epic. We've been waiting. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> We're very excited to have you on. Um, and yeah, let, let's just dive right into it. Um, and actually, let me just say a little something right before. Um, this is our 49th episode our 50th episode, we are going to be celebrating our 50th episode live. It's going to be a live Twitter spaces um, on April 18th at 7 p.m. PST. If you guys have Twitter, we're going to do a live Twitter spaces. We're going to break it up into three different segments. Steph Sudo is going to be going to be on the first segment as well as seven other previous guests. That's wow. going to be the first half hour. Second half hour of the show is going to be um, a live Q&A section where you guys can come up and ask me, Michael, or Andy a question. And the final segment will be an opportunity for people to come up and tell us about their favorite project or what you're working on. So uh, check out our Twitter, uh, NFT Catcher Pod. Um, I'm going to make a tweet tonight. It'll be live by the time this is out. But yeah, let's jump right into this show. Back get, the, this. get all these listeners on Twitter. I feel like mm. there's a lot of people listening right now and they're like, but I don't have Twitter. If you're in the NFT space or you want to get involved, like get on Twitter, get into these Twitter spaces. That's where all the magic happens. Yeah, I know there's a solid amount of, of people where it's like, okay, they're not on Twitter. And this is kind of their only source for NFT information, which is okay too. You know, you can definitely listen back to the replay, like no problems there, but it would be awesome to be able to kind of talk to some of the people that have been, you know, supporters from us, you know, from the beginning. Steph, speaking of supporters, um, you actually introduced me to NFTs and got me into them. You made me buy some crypto kitties back in 2020. Uh, you got me into Top Shot. And, uh, you know, you're the reason why I've, uh, why I've done so many different things in this space. So, you know, I'm, I, I want to hear your story on how you first got started in NFTs and what brought you into this space. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, um, I was always kind of curious on, you know, alternative things. Um, I, I like to think of myself as, I guess, more of the rebel in the family. And so like, I was going to college. I didn't really want to go to college, but I was going to college um, majoring in communication just because I thought, okay, if I'm going to get any life skill, like, let me just learn communication. Um, But then I quickly realized I don't think school is for me. And I started taking online courses outside of school. And so I wanted to learn. I thought education was very important, but just the way that I learned was a little bit different from, um, from like going to university. So I dropped out of college um, and I started taking these online courses. And, you know, instead of paying thousands of dollars for uh, a a degree, I was paying thousands of dollars just to learn from these courses. And one of the courses I took was a crypto course back in 2017. And it was teaching me about cryptocurrency. And um, I was very interested in this because I was a broke, you know, college dropout. I had no money and like, you know, I was like, okay, well, how am I supposed to, you know, get my foot in the door in, in the real world? Like, especially if I don't have a degree. Right. So I was trying to think of, okay, w- what kind of skills can I learn? So, 
at the same time as I was taking the crypto course, I was also taking a social media course. And that's actually what really kickstarted my career really being on social media. Um, and really to this day, like my job is in social media. Like that's the skill that I learned was social media and kind of how to get attention, how to build engagement and, and how to put yourself out there. But yeah, when I learned about the crypto, I didn't have much money. So I put what I did have, which at the time was $300. And I was like, I'm going to put you know all my money into crypto. And I bought $100 worth of Litecoin, $100 worth of uh, Ethereum and $100 worth of Bitcoin. And then I just like forgot about it. And I remember a couple of years later, or maybe a year later, I looked back at it and I was like, oh my God, my, my, it grew to $700. Like my 300 grew mm-hmm. to 700. Like this is incredible. And so I just started get, getting back into the rabbit hole and like 2022 or sorry, 2020 rolls around the pandemic happens. I'm stuck inside and I'm just like, okay, I, I need to like learn something new. And that's when I was cert- I was like, oh, I remember I brought crypto kitties way back in the day. 2018, I brought I bought crypto kitties. Whatever happened to those? Cause I like never like followed up on that. Turns out I never wrote down my seed phrase. I lost everything and I didn't realize it until years later. And so when I was trying to find my crypto kitties, I bumped into the Dapper Labs website. And if you don't know, Dapper is the big company behind crypto kitties and the company behind Topshot. And that's how I discovered Topshot was I was actually looking for my crypto kitties and I discovered Topshot. It was like the first day that the beta opened to the public. There was only, you know, probably less than a thousand people that were in Topshot at the time. Now they have so many users. But at the time I was like, oh my God, I feel like I just discovered some secret gold mine. And I had been learning from Gary Vee about sports cards, physical sports cards. I'm like, uh, I used to collect sports cards. I still have them, but like, I don't know that I can go into that. But I, I saw these moments, these Topshot moments, which are like these digital video highlights that were NFTs. And I'm like, oh, I think this is the future. So I started buying um, a bunch of these moments for a dollar. Fast forward, you know, the, you know, they ended up like 30xing, right? But uh, I started buying all these, and the next day I introduced them to you, Jenny from the blockchain. I was like, "Yo, you got to check this out, NBA Top Shot. This is the future," um, and that kind of kicked off everything. That's crazy. That's a good story. Hey, and by the way, Andy, can we pull up that little rap? Steph is also a rapper. Not really. I mean, she has a little part in in a rap. Has but rapped she, one song all of a sudden. She big time rapper. Yeah. Yes, I wanted to play this really quick because you know she talked about how she bought some crypto kitties back in 2018, and so that segues nicely into this rap. Steph pseudo, let's go. Yeah, remember the name? Yeah, I'm bullish on myself. Yeah, I'm setting the pace. Used to own some crypto kitties. Yeah, back in the day. It was 2018, damn, I lost my sea phrase. Bounce back, top shot, got me back in the game. Sweeping moments with my twin Jenny from the blockchain. With my family having fun, hosting ladies night. NFT GM, yo, that's a squad for life. Come rock with us, it's the NFT Girls Mafia. Swicky newbie in the pseudos, ain't no stopping them. Hey, <laughs> nice. okay, there we go. Um, yes, but anyway... Anyway, that was a little uh, bit of my story just from that little rap section. <laughs> that summed it up. Exactly. I, we could have just played the rap. I didn't have to say the whole story because <laughs> yeah, we played the rap. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, so I, I also I always feel like you're such a great storyteller as well. And I, I do look up to you a lot in, in those ways. I feel like you're that's not what you normally say. <laughs> no, but you know what? And I talk the about truth my comes out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You guys know, those of you listening, you guys know I always mention, oh, my sister, my sister, my sister. Mm-hmm. This is her. And so, you know, maybe now you're thinking about all those times where I, you know, mentioned things about her. We did actually play that full rap several episodes ago, if you guys remember. So, you know, those of you who have been listening for a while, you remember when we first premiered that song, NFTGM by Gutter Jesus featuring Steph Sudo. Um, but anyway, okay, so you got into top shot you told me about it the next day you know october 2020 what happens after that cuz cuz now you know you're working for some big nft company like you're really involved in the space you know fast forward and you're you know you're super involved doing a lot of things but what was that you know middle period like when when you were first kind of getting back into things yeah you had you know discovered crypto kitties but then you lost your seed phrase and then you 
re-got into CryptoKitties and also found out about Topshot, you know, what has happened um, leading up to now? Yeah. So as soon as I discovered Topshot, I was like, oh my God, I feel like this is a secret goldmine that I just discovered. And like the mainstream doesn't know about this yet. Like, you know, even NFTs, the word NFT, back when I bought CryptoKitties in 2018, I don't remember them being called NFTs. Like, I don't even know what they were called, but they definitely were not. NFTs was not a buzzword. And even in the beginning, October 2020, first getting into Topshot, NFTs, they weren't, Topshot was not saying the word NFTs. And, and that wasn't really a popular term at all. Um, so I was just like, this is just a very interesting, you know, technology. The fact that you can actually own something and it was just very interesting to me. And so, you know, I was looking, I was a server in the restaurant, a server in a restaurant at the time. And I was looking to, you know, how can I dive into something that I can, that can be my career. And, um, I also knew that I was really good at putting myself out there. And so I decided, you know what, I'm fortunate enough that I was early in Top Shot. Let me take on this responsibility and now help new people getting into Top Shot understand what this is and like kind of how to play the collecting game, I guess. Even though I didn't know much about the NBA, which ended up, you know, ultimately being the reason why I, I kind of um, moved away from Top Shot because I'm like, okay, this isn't really my end goal here. Um, and I wasn't really trying to work for Top Shot, but I basically started creating content for Top Shot, um, really for myself, but really for the community. And um, I kind of grew my brand on that. I call myself NBA Top Shot Steph for the longest time. And that was my Twitch username for the longest time. I, I would constantly stream just everything about Top Shot and did that for probably, I want to say at least six months of just like, Top Shot only content. And at the time, that was really my only NFT that I was into. And I didn't really realize there was other NFT projects. All of a sudden, all these other, you know, fast forward to spring of 2021, spring, all of a sudden, all these NFT projects start popping up. And I, I do remember Board Ape. I do remember my friends minting them. I, I, at the time, had never, at that time, I hadn't really branched out from Top Shot. So I was like, oh no, I feel safe. I'm going to stick with Top Shot. I, I don't know anything about these board apes and I don't know anything about like minting from a different website on Ethereum. Like that was all a little bit confusing still to me. So um, yeah, but I do remember all of a sudden all these new projects start popping up. Um, and so shortly after all my friends around me, they started kind of, yeah, they were into Top Shop, but they started branching out. And I realized, you know what? I'm going to get left behind if I just stick with Topshot. I need to start branching out too. Um, and so I think that yeah, Jen and I, our first NFT project on Ethereum, okay, besides CryptoKitties, right? That we were like, ooh, let's buy into this together and let's try to like flip this um, was Voxies, which they're still going on strong today. The team is, you know, we did research on the team. We thought, okay, this is a great flip. Well, we thought we were going to be able to flip it like, you know, five days after buying it. We ended up having to wait months. And that's when I realized I'm not really in, I don't want to flip. Like that's not really for me um, because there's also a lot of work behind it. You have to constantly keep up with the project. So I just started having the mindset of like slowly collecting and just like, I had a huge top chart portfolio. I started trading in big chunks. Like one of my best trades was for a board Ape Kennel Club. Um, a board ape dog, and I traded eight thousand dollars at the time of Top Shot value for that dog. And at the time, that was not a good trade for me. In fact, like, yeah, it was a it was a better trade for the person that that traded me the dog at the time. But it ended up working out in the long run. I ended up selling the dog down the road. It ended up paying off. But like, I just knew I needed to branch out. I just didn't have that much money, so I just leveraged my Top Shot account for that. And I did the same for a couple other um, things as well with trading my Top Shot moments for other NFT projects. And I just started collecting and, and got lucky. You know, prices started rising and like, oh, sweet. You know, I bought this for mint price and now the like BYO pills, I, mm. you know, I bought those for 0 0.07 and now they're over an ETH. Like, this is amazing. All I did was hold, you know? Yep. Yeah. And, and also I, I do remember when we went in on those boxies you had put all of your ETH that you had into Topshot. So you didn't have any more Ethereum, which is why I was like, okay, fine. I will sacrifice my ETH that I have. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was always a little bit more like stingy with like wanting to hold on 
to stuff, including my crypto. And I was like, okay, fine. You can pay me back. Like eventually, like, you know, when we flip this and yeah, it was like months down the line, but I do remember we minted like four for like 0.08 each. And it was like 0.32 ETH, which was so much. Like it just seemed like so much at the time. It was like, damn. And then the fact that it took so long, like months for it to actually, you know, be profitable for us to sell it for a profit. <laughs> We're like, wait, what the heck? How mm. come that's not how it's supposed to go? Everyone's flipping these things, you know, so easily. How come we have to, you know, wait and be patient? But, you know, it was also a nice lesson as well of like being patient and, and um, you know, having conviction in something that you buy. Yeah, totally. I've learned being patient from being in the NFT space. Like I, I rarely, I don't ever flip anything at this point. I just buy and hold. And then if it's like, oh my God, this is really valuable. Like I need the money, like I'll sell it. But for the most part, I, I don't, I try to make my collecting habits low effort. I don't keep up with all the NFT projects of what I have. And so, yeah, I just kind of have a lot of NFTs, but I, I really don't keep up because it just takes up so much time. And I'm like, okay with that. Um, because my time, in my opinion, is, is kind of more valuable than like trying to time the market and flip. I'm just not good at that. Nice. Um, I, I, I didn't want to like hog up this whole thing. So I want to see if Michael has anything he wants to like. No, that's okay. No, it's, it's really good hearing your story. And I actually think it's really what I'm listening is really interesting to me. You guys have like a lot of the same inflection on I, when I'm hearing you talk, Steph, it's like you guys have a lot of the same like inflections. It's really cool to hear. I guess obviously it makes sense. You guys are twins and been together your whole lives and all that, but it's interesting. It's fun to talk to you. It's great to hear your story. I mean, it's really inspiring. You got into Top Shot. Like that was the sounds like it was like meant to be. You were looking for your crypto kitties and all of a sudden Top Shot was there for you. Uh, my my story is a little bit similar. I started with Top Shot as well. I was a little later. I was early February of uh, 2021 and started doing Top Shot. And then uh, you mentioned Gary V. You know, we, we I talk about him at least once an episode. Everybody knows that. And uh, yeah. So I got into V friends. He started talking kind of in April. He was like, everyone needs to get MetaMask. I didn't have MetaMask till he said that and, and got in and started coming over that way. Right. And yeah, same way. I was so scared. Like, yeah. It's right. so scary, you know, to go top shot. People really take it for granted, but like you, we're really all babied from top shot because so easy to buy, yeah. sell, trade NFTs on top shot. When you move over to, you know, the Ethereum platform and you have other projects. Yeah, it can be scary. Then you have to create a MetaMask. And and like I said, the first time I ever created one, I didn't write down my seed phrase because I didn't realize you couldn't just email reset your password. Like that mm. seemed, that seemed common sense, but that was web two. You know, yep. web three plays by different rules and therefore you're a lot more responsible for your things, which is a little bit scary as well. For sure, for sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about the NFTBA, if you don't mind. I know you 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 host you help host their events, right? Yeah. It seems like seems like so much fun. I was really upset that I couldn't do the LA one. I came in a couple of days late, but uh, someone what, was looking uh, for you too. Someone was. Oh, uh, really? For you. Oh, I forget man. their name, but if they're listening to this, they yeah, came they in. They're like, "Oh, is Michael here? Is Jenny here?" <laughs> like, they, they were looking for y'all. Yeah. Um, those yeah. those events look like a lot of fun. They are. Those are um, basketball tournaments for the NFT community. I'm actually not one of the founders of it. I just emcee it. Um, and so people always think that, you know, it's kind of my thing because like I'm, I'm kind of, I guess, the face. Um, but no, it's more just a fun thing that I like to do. You know, all of my friends are usually involved and it's like, you know, a fun basketball tournament. Everyone can play and, and mess mm -hmm. around and have some fun. Nice. Is there going to be another one coming up? Any clue? I think NFT, New York, NYC, I think, New York. Yeah, nice. I think yeah. they're planning on another one in New York. Um, yeah, I mean, it's smart to plan around, you know, the big events. Like if anyone's, you know, ever wanting to throw meetups or NFT events for their project, definitely centered around these big events like NFT NYC. Yep. You know, everyone's flying in for that. Like everyone's already there. Great opportunity to be hosting Cryptoys, you know, a company I work for. We're going to be collaborating and, and hosting an event uh, in New York as well. But I just think there's nice. so much opportunity to like meet up with people. I know, I think you two, uh, are going to do a podcast meetup or something, or you should, cause you yeah, know, we're going to, I think we're going to try and do something in New York. I think we're going to try and do something. Yeah. something Good. Fun. We'll, we'll figure, we'll figure something out, but, yeah. uh, you mentioned <laughs> cryptoys. Let's, let's dive into that, that a bit. Um, you know, I remember we were both living in North Carolina 
together. And, uh, you know, we were kind of on this NBA Top Shot train, right? I was making Jennifer Top Shot YouTube videos and you were making NBA Top Shot Steph Twitch videos. And, um, you know, there really weren't many content creators at the time, you know, for, for NFTs, let alone NBA Top Shot. And both of us got a job shortly after that. I mean, Evaluate Market, I got hired on, which I still work for Evaluate Market. Cryptoys hired you on. You still work for Cryptoys. You know, it's almost been a year for both of us. Tell us about what is Cryptoys? Yeah. So um, first, just going back to like, I remember when you first got your job with Evaluate, I was like, dang, she got a job in the Web3 space. Like I was so like, I wanted a job in the Web3 space, you know, and um, and it just made things more possible, more real, you know, when your own sibling gets a job in the space and you're like, okay, I've been, do- I've been doing similar things as them. Like, I feel like it could happen for me too. And so it was only, I think, I want to say two months later that I ended up um, getting a job in the Web3 space as well. Um, but companies at the time, and I know for you as well, just reaching out, hey, can you help us launch this product? When you build an audience, this is kind of the good and the bad of social media. It's like when you grow your audience on social media, people just start coming to you in flocks of like, cause they want you to represent their product cause they want you to grow their product and they need more eyeballs and you've grown eyeballs. So they want to attach you to their product. And that could be a very scary thing because, you know, who can you trust, right? Who are the people behind the team? You know, is this a rug pull? Like, am I promoting this? Is this you know, how do I know this team is legit? Like all those questions were running through my head when I was getting approached by all these projects about like, oh, can you, you know, can you work for us? When I got approached by um, Cryptoys, it was actually Will Weinrob, who is uh, the CEO of Cryptoys. He approached me through his personal account and he was like, hey, you know, this is what we're building and what we're working on. Um, Do you want to jump on a Zoom? And I was like, oh, wow, someone that actually has their face out there. And like, that wants to actually jump on a Zoom and like pitch me, you know, because most companies, they'll just kind of like give their little spiel in, in, in the tweet. And it's like, OK, you know, so I took the call. I just had a feeling I should take the call, even though I was like, yeah, everyone wants me to work for them, you know, whatever. But as soon as I jumped on the call, I knew that there was something different. I mean, I could see Will's face, you know, he's right there in the flesh. He kind of walked me through the big picture, the vision of Cryptoys, you know, building the next generations digital toy company um, that you'll be able to actually own these characters and you'll be able to play them in mini games um, and kind of the vision of building out a whole world and building on flow. I'm a huge, I love flow blockchain. And so that was one of the big sellers for me was like, oh, wow, Cryptoids is building on flow. That means they're really, they really want to focus on like bringing new people, bringing the masses in. Because to me, Flow Blockchain is for the people. It's for the masses. You know, Ethereum is, sure, it's where all the money is at, right? It's where all the whales are. It's where all the flippers are. But Flow, it's an easy entry, similar to NBA Top Shot, easy entry for new people. And that's what I was always focused on, like, helping new people. So to me, Cryptoys was like, great, this is a great project that, you know, we can help onboard new people into the space. And, you know, they don't have to worry about gas fees and all that. And so... Yeah, I remember when when I jumped on the call with him, he's like, you know, should you know, should we bring you on now? Should we wait till we launch? Good thing they didn't wait because a year later we haven't launched yet, right? Obviously, their original plan was um, to launch much sooner, but things got added on. We wanted things to be bigger before we launched, and and so there's more exciting things, right? But um, I was like, no, you should you should hire me now. We should start growing the community and building awareness now. And because most projects don't do that, most projects will wait one week before they launch, they'll launch their Twitter, they'll launch all their socials one week before Mint, and they'll try to use the tactic of like, you know, FOMO and like, quick, it's all happening now. And it's like, I didn't, I'm personally, that's a huge turnoff for me when I see that happening. I'm like, you guys just launched your social medias a week before Mint. Like, I get it, you know, things move fast, but if you have a big vision, a big roadmap and, and you're building a whole team, it's going to take time. And so for Cryptoys, you know, our motto, I mean, we're focused on quality. We've taken the time. I mean, at this point we have like 40 team members in different departments between the art team, um, AI, gaming, like everything. We have so many different departments and 
so many different teams and it's like, damn, we're really building something big. I mean, this is a platform versus just, you know, a PFP project. So it's a lot different, but I mean, I was just so happy to get my foot in the space, you know, with a, with something that I can feel like, wow, this is like a career versus just being a server for most of my uh, early twenties, just like, you know, feels like it's like, for what, what am I, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? And um, this just was such a new and exciting industry. It felt really good to get my foot in the door in this space. And it started off by just doing stuff for free. Like I was just, just like Jen, making content for free for a project and to just help people. Um, and it ended up turning into a, a bigger thing. That's wild. You, you made some really good points there about NFT projects. Like most of these projects, like the typical NFT project, if it was cryptoids, they would want their 5 million or 3 million or 4 million upfront that you, you would have already sold something, you know, and then start building. So that's really interesting. I guess they, they have investors paying, you know? Yep. Yeah. So we definitely raised money. um, And yeah, I, I understand why projects usually, you know, wait till last minute to do stuff because they don't have the money up front. Like they, mm-hmm. their, their money is from minting. So they need to sell out, you know, for us, we're venture backed. Like we've raised a bunch of money. We've raised millions of dollars so that we are able to scale the team, you know, before we launch. So we're not relying on, oh my God, we need to sell this out at launch to like, you know, you to yeah. you need the money. Right. It's like, we don't necessarily need the money, you know, um, for launch, it's like we got money from investors that believe in us and our long-term vision. And now we're using it to scale the team and really build um, so that we can have more value by the time that we launch. And, and so, yeah, it is a different model. Um, and yeah, obviously venture back, not everyone has the um, blessing to be able to be venture backed, especially if you, you know, I researched all the co-founders, um, you know, they have experience growing a startup from scratch and, and they have experience, you know, raising money and and building the team. So like, that was really something that I looked for. Um, There's nothing wrong with like the more mom and pop, mom and pop shop type of projects. It's just, that's just a different level. It's a different um, playing field. Yep. You guys actually, you've haven't obviously asked the community for any money yet and you've given, uh, like I was, I was there early. Luckily, um, I think I learned about it from Jennifer, but I forget exactly. But I was in there early enough to get one of the uh, Cryptoys classics, and the cheapest yeah. ones are four hundred dollars right now. Yeah, and so you know, we kind of set the precedent of like, look, we appreciate everyone for yeah. sticking with us and being patient, because like, you know, it's like everyone's kind of like, when are you guys launching? And it's like, you know look, we're focused on quality. It's taking time. Like, and we understand that people are kind of, you know, like, well, what do we get out of this for being so early? So yeah, you know, um, this was, I think last year that we decided to, um, drop the Cryptoys classics as an airdrop to all just early people that were in our discord before our first investor announcement, which was in October, late October. And so, yeah, we had kind of a sign up sheet, like, Hey, anyone who's early sign up, we're going to airdrop this for free. And yeah, now like the floor, yeah, you know, $400 for for one, if you want to buy in, but it's like, yeah, like that was something that we just did for the community because we just appreciated people like sticking along for the journey. You know, this is a long journey and we wanted to kind of set that precedent of like, this is a long journey, but we appreciate everyone who's patient, you know, because patience is a very valuable thing in this NFT space, I will say. Wow. Is, uh, is there anything uh, plans to come of those? Like, are there people that listening that want to get into the cryptoys? Should they, should they just pay attention or should they maybe snag one of the uh, classics? Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, um, the classics are near and dear to everyone's heart, especially because that's our first, technically our first collection yep. we ever came out with. Granted, they were free, you know, but still. Um, so were the, so the crypto punks. Right. So are the crypto punks. And that's, yep. that's kind of what inspired the, um, the classics because they're eight oh, cool. uh, or they're uh-huh. not bit, they're pixelated. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I would definitely, if you want to be involved in like cryptoys, I would definitely grab one. Um, you know, this is not financial advice. I, I wouldn't recommend it if you're trying to flip and you're trying to make a quick buck. Don't right. do it. Like I said, we're, it's a patience game. So you got to be thinking long-term with things. Um, so if you want a classic, just think long-term with it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, envision myself trying to flip it in a month or anything like that, but yeah, definitely let us know if you listen to the podcast and 
you know, you grab one and you join our discord. We'd love to hear from, from anyone who does that. I guess, imagine you guys end up, you say you want to be like the the futuristic toy company. What if you end up like Mattel or Hasbro? Imagine having their first prototypes that they gave out for free. You know, that that's kind of, kind of what it is. Collector's item. For sure. Yeah, I, I was really happy to get one of those. I actually have a really cool one. It's like a panda. It's got a little earring. You know, it's, it's cool. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I see yours on the wall behind you. Yeah, I got mine uh, yeah. on the wall. A visual, a physical <laughs> version yeah. of my NFT. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Sorry, Jennifer, you were going to say something. Oh, yeah. oh, no, you're good. I mean, uh, also, it's it'll be the cover photo of this episode is Steph's like uh cryptoy classic every well, team so. member got a custom one and i was like i want my theme to be galaxy so i got the galaxy <sighs> mohawk the galaxy sweatshirt uh yeah i want a galaxy my, my whole theme for my life is galaxy so that's nice that's my colorway and i and they hooked me up with a custom one too i, I got my custom crypto yeah. classic <laughs> one of the only one of the only non-team members who actually got a custom wow. dang you're pulling for me you're pulling for me thank oh, you yeah. Thank, oh, yeah. <laughs> We heard, you know, about the vision. We heard you guys, you know, building a big team and everything. Well, kind of what's like an, um, maybe just more of like a simple explanation on, well, what are they going to be? What, what is it exactly? Like, is this like a project that's going to be, you know, coming out 10K? Like what, what's kind of like, can you tell us a little bit more about what exactly is this? Yeah. So we're definitely not your average 10K PFP projects. Um, you know, uh, I, I, we haven't publicly released our numbers, so I really can't say as far as volume, but I will say it's volume. You know, think about the, the reason why we decided to build on flow is because we're not playing the scarcity game of like, there's only 10K of these, you need to buy in. You know, we, our, our motto is we want these to be accessible for everyone. We want everyone to be able to have a crypto. So, um, you know, with that, if you think of toys, you know, you think of big toy companies, they have different lines of toys, you know, and, and maybe within those lines, there's scarcity, right? And so, yeah, I think the way we're thinking about it, you know, we also, we have our own original IP, you know, w- with the Cryptoys characters, um, but we also are in the works of partnering with some big major IP companies as well, because, you know, as with every to- collectible toy company, you want there to be, you know, your favorite um, toy from a different, you know, a different movie and stuff like that. So, I really can't say like exactly, although um, honestly, something that you brought up, Michael, earlier, I was like, yo, that's an alpha leak right there, but I can't confirm or deny anything. But um, yeah, I will say. Play back the tape. Yeah. What did I say? What did I say? (laughs) I will say we're we're building digital toys on the blockchain um, that you can also play with. And these are going to be animated. So, you know, they're not going to be your static 2d image. These are going to be 3d characters that are actually animated. You know, they'll wave to you. They all have their own unique personalities. Um, and so we're starting with our first three characters, uh, a kitty, a corgi and a panda. And so those are our first three, but yeah, as we, as we move on, we are going to have new breeds and we're going to have, you know, different types, right? Um, same with accessories and all that. And that's going to be all be down the road, but just to start, I would just envision us as, you know, 3d cute animated characters that you can play with. Yeah. You know what? I used to be obsessed with webkins. So that just made me think of webkins and I'm like, I love webkins. anyway. Uh, okay. We'll move on from cryptoids here. We don't want to make the whole thing about cryptoids. I also want to talk more about your journey and you know, what NFTs you're into and everything, but Y'all can check out cryptoys.com or cryptoys.io, right? Um, To kind of see like a little bit about the site, um, just some more additional information. Um, But all right, so moving on, moving on to to NFTs as well. Um, You know, besides working in the Web3 space and, you know, you, you said you kind of moved on from Top Shot and, you know, you made some trades with some of your moments. Um do you like are there other nft projects that you're collecting like do you actively you know buy into stuff i know you don't really trade much you mostly hold yeah um well first of all i still have like 300 top shot moments so like i didn't like leave top shot i just i'm just chilling you know with all my moments right i'm not actively playing the collecting game for top shot but i do still have you know 300 plus moments um 
And then as far as like all the NFTs, kind of similar. I'm not necessarily actively collecting a ton and I'm not really necessarily like selling a ton either. I just am chilling with like what I have. It is a scary time for me. And I do think a lot about new people entering and like saying, what should I buy? It's like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I bought in at good prices, so I feel good about those. And yeah, I feel bullish on certain NFT projects that have, you know, 10, 100 X, but what I buy in at these prices, I don't know. And it does kind of scare me, um, you know, to give that type of advice. What I will say is the projects that I bought into like eight months ago, I keep my eye on, okay, you know, what have they been doing this whole time? And I will say BYO pills is one of the projects that have impressed me the most because they have truly been building and it's obvious that they've been building, um, you know, versus some projects I look at it. I'm like, oh, I bought this during the same time and nothing happened with the project. You know, they didn't go anywhere. Mm. Um, another project that I really like, Pernelope's, um, I'm sure you've talked about the, these, Jen, but like, you know, Carlini. Oh yeah, you had Carlini on the Yeah, show, we had right? Carlini on, yeah, yeah. Pernelope's is great. They're constantly building and doing a bunch of stuff. House of Kiba, constantly building. Um, what else do I like? I mean, I like the shrew, the fungi that you point out mm-hmm. just for aesthetic reasons. I don't know too much about what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and then what else? Ooh, gutter kecking. I'm trying to get involved in gutter kecking. So far, I just have two of the juices um, because that's all I can really afford for the buy-in price. But I, I, I think gutter kecking has been doing a great job um, with community. Obviously, Board 8 Yacht Club, I... I no longer have any ties to them. I did with the dog, but as soon as the ape coin thing came out, I sold my dog because I just, it was a local top and I knew it. And I was like, honestly, I had to think about it for a second and be like, if all of my NFTs went to zero, would I be okay? And I knew that I wouldn't. And so I sold my dog, which was my most valuable NFT at the time. I think I sold it for eight Ethereum. And, um, and it was I'm nine. like, okay. You sold it for nine. Nine Ethereum. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, now I feel good. If like, obviously I wouldn't feel good, but like now I feel at least like, you know, I wouldn't have a heart attack if all my NFTs went to zero because at least I sold like a really big um, NFT that I was holding. Yeah. yeah, I I feel that a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Always got to ask yourself that. Would I be okay? And if the answer is no, then it's like, Please sell something, you know, for your yeah. own sake. Yeah. You really yeah. never know what's gonna happen. You did better than me with the dog. My dog, I, I was I was in my D Gen days when I was selling everything. I sold it pre-reveal for like 1.25 ETH and it ended oh, wow. up having it ended up having laser eyes. When Yo, I look go back figure at that you always yeah. selling the pre-reveals that are I there, know. Right? right, right. Every other one comes out, yeah. it's like, yeah, some ugly, yeah. right? Yeah. The probability of it, it's always low. And then no, I know. I you know. Sold. I of that. course. And I never hit anything that's like crazy rare and all of a sudden. Same. I've never gotten, hit, yeah. No, nah, yeah. <laughs> one of these days we'll all hit something rare, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. till then we'll see. One of these days. One you know, days. I do you are really good at that too, like of of kind of deciding, you know what, I'm actually gonna take profits. It is so hard. Nobody talks about that. It's so hard to actually take profits if you're even making profits in this yeah. NFT space. And um yeah, I mean, Steph, I remember, um, you know, once again, we were, when we were living in North Carolina and we both had a cool cat that we had both bought in. I think I bought mine for 0.69. You bought nine, yours for maybe like 0.6 or something a little bit before me. And it just started running up and, you know, going to, I don't know what it hit. It was like six ETH or something crazy. And you're like, Jen, let's agree to sell our cool cats together. And we were, and, and, you know, like I said, I'm more of a holder. And so I was a little hesitant and I was like, I was like, "Mm, I don't know, like, I I don't want to sell mine. And then, and so then I kind of promised that I would sell mine, like after, I don't know what I was waiting for. I was like, Oh, after this happens, then I'll sell mine. So you ended up selling yours, you know, alone and you sold yours. And then I never ended up selling mine. And I still have it. And you were like, you're supposed to sell it. You're all like mad at me. And I just remember that. Well, because at the time you had never taken really any profits for anything. And so, yeah, I was just pushing for you to take profits for yourself. But yeah, I did end up selling my cool cat, my only cool cat. And I sold it and you kind of, 
I mean, depending on how wealthy or not you are, at least for me, I definitely did not have the luxury of like knowing that I could buy something back. I knew that as soon as I sold my cool cat, I would never be able to buy back in because I'm like, there's no way I'm spending, you know, this much money to buy back in. Like I, once I sell something, I'm done. And it is sad. You know, when I sold my dog, it was like, that was my last tie to board apes and mm-hmm. I, and I'm bullish on board apes, but I was like, you know, I, I need to take profits and something has to go. And so you just kind of detach yourself, even though, you know, I did have the mentality of, Oh, I want to keep the dog forever. But then it starts getting to these prices and you're like, okay, wait a minute. Let me think about this in USDC. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, do I really want a picture? Like, and, and I know that's obviously an overclassification of it, but like, do I really want this one NFT versus like, tens of thousands of dollars. Like, what can I do with that? You know? And it's like, it, it does mess with your brain a little bit. Um, selling, you know, a, a big item. Cause yeah, you, you probably won't be able to buy back in, especially if you're selling for profit and you need the money. Yeah. I totally sympathize with that. And it's, uh, it's, it's interesting, interesting dynamic there. I try and separate that too. Like my mutants been calling me to sell it for a long time. It's a 27 ETH right now. Like, and I think about like, you know, it's a lot of money. Jeez, I know. Well, how much is 27 ETH? It's crazy when you think about it in dollars, right? Yeah, I think it's close to 100 grand. It's like got to be like 90 grand. Let me see. It's crazy. Uh, I, I think I, I think about prices all the time. 85, like, 85 grand. 85 grand. Like how crazy yeah, is that? When you're I really know. And then it. I'm not selling it right. It's like, right, yeah. exactly. And you're it's still. wild. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I feel that. It's wild. But that just goes back to the thing we talk about, which is like, you know, a lot of people value having these digital assets over in real life assets. Um, Okay, so I also kind of want to talk to you about Web 2 versus Web 3. And, you know, I mean, both of us were servers for, you know, several years, quite a long time um, in our in our adult life um, as kind of like a career thing that we did and you know the cool thing about serving is you serve and then you just go home and you're done and you know uh you don't have to i mean sometimes you have nightmares about you know forgetting to ring in people's orders but besides that you don't have to think about your job (laughs) um you know in web3 it just feels like it's everything all the time and you know it's very much like you're very much on and especially when you're working remotely you know, there's just a lot of, it's not really that, you know, oh, here's the set hours. And then, you know, you kind of can clock out for the day. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, you know, I know in, in, <laughs> we talk about this all the time in real life. And I, I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on the pod as well, just of like, you know, kind of separating web three with your real life um, and not like making, like letting it take over your whole life. Yeah, I, I think about like balance a lot. And I know everyone's always like, it's not ideal. You can't have balance, but it's like, fine. I'm fine with not having like perfect balance, but I do want to have some sort of like balance. I really do. And like, you know, I want time to paint. I want time to work out. I want time to, you know, be able to play the piano, like just do things that like are for me and just like in the physical world. You know, I I think about my life sometimes and I zoom out and I'm like, I'm literally staring at a screen. If you zoom out, what am I doing? Okay, sure. I'm doing all these things in the online world. But what am I really doing in the physical world? I'm staring at a screen for 10 hours a day. Like, it really is crazy. And and that's not necessarily Web 3, right? Web 2 was social media. Like, yeah, it's Web 2 as well. Like, and, and it's like, it's just like devices and like... I don't know. I think of the online world versus the physical world. I do spend more time in the online world than I do in the physical world. I do more in the online world. You know, my online identity is more popular than the physical world. Um, Hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, I think about that. And, and um, I don't know, for me, I try to, I've been trying to work on um, doing things slower in the physical world. Like, you know, the other day I literally was like, I'm going to play the piano for two hours and, you know, some people would be like two hours, you could have spent your time researching NFTs, you could have flipped, you could have made money. But I'm like, no, I want to slow down some things in my life to feel like I have some sense of like time for myself. And that like, you know, the time's not moving so fast. Like in the online world, it feels like 
things are moving so fast. And it's like, I, I don't always like that feeling. I, I like things sometimes to be slow. I'm working on this. Shout out to Swicky. I think you had her on the podcast, right? Yeah. Yep. Top shot Swicky. She gave me um, this paint by numbers that's super complicated. And I already know like what I've done by, with it so far has spent 10 hours on it. Barely looks like I've touched it. Like it's like that big of a thing. But like something like that, it's like, you know, just spending my time doing things like that. Um, it, it's definitely like healing and therapeutic. And, and I would recommend it for more people. I also started writing in a journal as well. Um, also, Swicky got me a gratitude journal and I've been writing in that. And it just it helps you appreciate the little things. And it also helps you appreciate like the physical world a little bit more, um, which sometimes can get lost in the sauce with the fast paced life of online. Absolutely. Yeah, li- living life in the fast lane. Pedal to the metal. Because I, I, I had to sing. Um, that it was so interesting. When you said like that, there was a little ding in my brain when you're like, um, you know, my online persona, my online identity is more popular than my real life identity. I'm like, whoa, that's so weird to think about because yeah, I mean, obviously that's true for a lot of people, right? It's like, you know, you have all these followers, you know, tens of thousands of followers on, on social media and stuff. And, and it's just like, so crazy to think about how it's like, you're kind of a different person online. You know, you're not, you you get to kind of pick and choose like what you show and like, you know, you're not, it's not the real you, um, but people kind of think that it is. And even if you're like, you know, behind an NFT, then people really don't know what you look like. And it's just like, mm. it's just like totally different, totally different world, which is so interesting. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. And that's why a lot of, I think there was this study that showed like kids nowadays value their online presence way more than their like physical world, like reputation. Cause the online, you can reach way more people. And, and, and especially with like avatars and all this stuff, you can control what you look like and dramatically control what you look like. And, you know, you can really control how you come off um, to people online. And like, it is an interesting thing of like identity and like, you know, your physical world identity versus your, your online world identity. Yeah. It's interesting to think about for sure. And you can kind of, but, but also the beauty of it to me is like, you can also kind of be whoever you want. And we kind of, you know, we moved around a lot, like in our childhood and I, I kind of, I didn't really like starting fresh back then because I kind of had like social anxiety and it was like, oh my God, and I got to like make new friends. I don't know anybody. Um, but then, you know, getting, as I, as we got older, like I kind of felt more like I loved the idea of starting fresh and, you know, and I do feel like online, it's kind of like, you know, you get this chance to like be a new person, which I think, yeah, a lot of people like, especially the younger generation, cause they kind of grew up with that a lot more and, you know, they're growing up with social media and it's just like a totally different thing. Um, I mean, we're pretty young, but we didn't exactly grow up with social media, like when we were like five, you know? So, so yeah, it's just like totally different nowadays, but coming back to NFTs here, bouncing back, what are like some things that, you know, when you're looking, cause you said you like to buy and hold things. What are, what are a couple of things that you look for in a project when you're looking to buy in? Yeah, definitely. Um, the team. I think is my number one. I always look at, well, who's behind the project, even if they're anonymous, fine, but who is behind the project? You know, let's just say, you know, you, you can't see their face fine, but what's their, what's their online reputation, you know, for their avatar or whatever it is. Um, and I always look at, yeah, who's working behind this project. I'm not really, since I understand social media, I, I, I never get persuaded by the influencers pumping, you know, certain projects. Like, I know that by the back of my hand that like, that means that it's the top. Like if some, if some popular influencer is pumping a project, that's the time to sell. That is not the time to buy. Unfortunately, everyone thinks the inverse and that's when they buy is, is when their favorite influencer is talking about a project. But yeah, for me, I'm just focused on, okay, you know, who's behind the team? What have they done in the past? You know, cause it's like, sure. You know, okay. All right. You, you built up a decent reputation. Well, what have you done? Like, how do I know that you're going to deliver on these promises? And really it's a huge gamble and it's a huge risk because, you know, it, especially if the, the team behind, you know, a project has, does not have history, um, you know, in the web three space, even in the web two space, like, 
you don't know their history at all. That that's a little bit like scary to me. And it's like, okay, it's fine, but I'm taking a chance. And you know, this isn't, this isn't, this is kind of a high risk bet, which honestly, pretty much all the projects that I've bought into have been high risk in my opinion, because I really don't know like too much of what goes on behind the scenes with a lot of these projects. Sure. Okay. The team is doxxed. What else can I find out about the team? Like it's kind of hard to find information a lot of the times about a lot of these projects, um, especially new ones. So for me, I, I actually, when I buy into projects, oftentimes buy into old projects that have been building and maybe the price is higher now, but I'd much rather buy into a project that's been building for eight months that the price, you know, it, I'm buying in a little more expensive versus taking a gamble at cheap, you know, mints, hoping that this project is going to continue building or hoping I hit a rare or something like that. I'm, I'm typically more of like, let me hedge my bets on a team that has actually been building. So I really don't buy into new projects. Like I really don't, unless it's like my friend's project or something. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I know them. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think me buying a Smilesverse was a local top because literally the floor mm, dropped know. after that. Oh it my came, god! It, it came back up a little tiny bit. Let me look now. Where you? That's at. always Damn how it, it happens. That's how it happens. You know, you I buy know. I felt <laughs> bad. I actually saw that and I felt bad. It's back to point eight now. Where did you buy? You were in like the mid point eights. Yeah, it's it going to be good. It's going to be multiple ETH. It will be eventually. There's going to be something that happens. Don't be promising that. Not financial advice. I just, I have so much. (laughs) Jen was the influencer that bought at the top. Yeah, I know. I should have sold that. Right, right. They're like, they're like wallet watching me like, oh, Jen buys. There it is. Time to sell. (laughs) I I did that with Mooncats. That are like this historical NFT. And it was like, wow, Mooncats have been around since um, Punk's times. I was like, oh, let me buy a Mooncat. These are historical. I bought it for one ETH. This was like six months ago, mind you. I look at the floor the other day and it was 0.3. And I'm like, well, that was nice. You know, <laughs> bought a historical NFT that just, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm keeping it regardless. Yeah. What are some of your other favorite ones? I know you're into, I know you have all four MetaKeys, right? Jennifer's mentioned oh, yeah. that. I'm, yep. Yes, actually. How can I have left them out when I was naming my mm. project? Yeah, MetaKey, um, I'm a key master, which I think there's barely any key masters, but like a key master means you have every single key. Um, yeah. And they've released, um, I believe, four. Yeah, four, four so yeah. far. Um, and I, they're also another team that they take their time with building stuff. And they're not super, oh, it's all about the hype. Like if anything, the hype stuff really always turns me off. MetaKey is super low key. They're just building. Um, yeah. and you know, if you look back at, and I did a lot of research on, um, DCL blogger, Maddie, who is, um, the founder of MetaKey yep. and he has all these connections. He was super early back in the day. And so, you know, he really got his start back in like 2017. He was really involved in Decentraland, you know, the virtual world and, um, buying and trading land and all that. And he, he has a lot of connections in the space of like the OGs. And so to me, that was like a really good sign, um, especially seeing that he's been in the space for how many years and seeing what he's done to contribute to the space. Um, Oftentimes it does scare me when people seem like they're brand new into the space and all of a sudden they're launching a project. It's like, what I love about, you know, Medici is, you know, the founder behind it. He's been in the space for years and years and he's been adding value for years and years. And so, like I said, I always look at the team and, and that's usually a good indicator, but like I said, I'm not a trader. So, you know, I'm the type that just, I just buy and hold it. And I, I'm just mm-hmm. up through the ups and downs. I'll just hold on to something. Um, Cause I believe in it. Did you end up with the clone X from having the uh, addition to? Yeah, I did. I did. And I sold it. I sold the vial. Mm-hmm. I sold the yeah. vial. Oh, okay, okay. I, I wanted to take profits and I was like, yeah. yo, this is a big ticket item. I usually, when I sell something, I'll just sell like the biggest thing. Instead yeah. of selling a million like middle things or little or little, I'm just like, I'm just going to sell one thing. It's going to be the biggest and boom, take my profit. So cool. yeah, I sold my, uh, my clone X vial before it revealed. Nice. Yeah. I'm actually a key master as well. Believe it or not. Let's go. Yeah. Do you know how many there are? I don't. Last time I checked, there was like 80. I don't know. Okay. Wow. That's yeah. Okay. That's yeah. pretty low. Not much. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know I feel special for it. I made, I made some trades to get into that position. Like honestly, never had much money to put into NFTs, like mostly been kind of using my leverage and, uh, and just trading my way kind of up and consolidating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like that. I know a lot of people are in that position of like, they don't have a lot of money to put in, but it's like, they just need a couple NFTs, you know, pump a little bit, be able to trade yeah. or sell it and kind of work their way up. Yeah. Absolutely. And trading, trading used to be a lot. Now it's a little sus, like with these uh, trading sites and then people are sending you these phishing links and then you, that's how you get scammed and stuff. But uh, it used to be a lot easier to kind of trust people with trades um, I mean, that's how I got my doodle, you know, trading with Poopy Cat. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't even have one ETH at the time to, to be able to buy one. Like, I remember I had like 0.8 or something. I was waiting for it to go down, which it never did. And thankfully, I traded, you know, right at that time. But it's like, yeah, uh, I have a question. Um, so, you know, you're saying, you know, you didn't start with much, you know, money, didn't have much money to put into this. But somehow you ended up with all these, you know, valuable assets that, you know, some of them you ended up selling, some of them you still have. Um, what advice would you give to people that, you know, maybe they don't have much money coming into this, but it's like, you know, they want to be a part of this. They want to be able to buy NFTs and, you know, not just one NFT. They want to have multiple. And it's like, you know, they want to have a collection. Uh, what advice would you give to people that don't have much money, but want to start collecting NFTs? I would definitely say, and this is actually how I got my start that I have, I didn't even mention is Get your foot in the door working, volunteering for an NFT project. Um, I was actually a volunteer moderator in Top Shots Discord um, before they got rid of the volunteer position. And they just, you know, um, it's now only paid roles are are kind of helping with the Discord. Um, But yeah, I got my foot in the door by working for free. Um, and, And then, you know, from there, and it was like, as a reward for being a moderator, Top Shot would give me some packs, you know? And so it was like, and so, you know, a lot of projects need help. As an example, moderator in a Discord, that's a great volunteer position to start off with. You know, the community manager that I hired for Cryptoys, he started off as a moderator in our Discord. And it's like, you know, just getting your foot in the door. Um, and, and you know, if it's just a couple hours a week, whatever, try to negotiate for some NFTs or some pay and and work your way up from there. But like, yeah, you have to get your foot in the door in some way. And, and I would definitely highly recommend like working with a project um, because, yeah, you can you can literally leverage. Hey, you know, I'll, I'll work for you for, you know, do, I'll do this for you if you give me some of you know, your NFTs as payment or or, you know, you get paid and then you use that money and put it towards NFTs. Right. And even, you know, getting a job in Web3, like, you know, kind of using that same strategy, right? Or what, do you have yeah. a different strategy for, okay, maybe someone's trying to work in the web three space? Yeah. If you're you trying know? to work in the web three space, there's so much opportunity. I think, I think the problem is like, for example, like me, there's a lot of things that our, our company is hiring for like 30 different positions, but it's hard to find the people that are qualified or find the people that like want the job. You know, it's like, how do we know? So I would say, start putting yourself out there and, and you know, Let's just say if you have social media, you start letting people know, hey, this is my skill set. Who can hire me for this? Like, this is what I'm good at. You know, what open positions are there? But like, we won't know what you're good at unless you say, you know, start talking to friends in the space, tell them what your skills are and how you can help. Um, And like I said, if you don't have any skills applicable to projects yet, then get your foot in the door with a volunteer position and and work your way up from there. I love that. I love that advice. And I was literally just saying like that exact thing on, on someone else's podcast. I usually go on other people's podcasts, you know, a couple of times a week. Um, I wonder if anyone ever listens to those, but <laughs> anyway, um, Michael, do you have any closing questions for Steph here? Not necessarily questions, but I, you really provided a lot of really good insight. I mean, that's great advice for lots of people. Like if you want to get in the space, absolutely join a community, become part of it and volunteer to be uh, a mod. You never know where that'll go. Another project, somebody might see you and ask you to come on, or you might get a larger position in that project. Like that's really good advice. And I appreciated hearing all the things you had to say tonight. And uh, you know, I love, I really respect, Cryptoys, how they're how them and you guys are are building. 
like, and not just coming out and trying to get a bunch of money and then see what happens. That's the opposite of what most projects do. I really am excited to see how that plays out. Um, but it was, it was a pleasure to have you on, Steph. I, we've met a couple times now. We got to talk in Miami a little bit, so it's uh, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure. You know, I I was trying to get you on for all this time, and Jennifer's like, no, I don't want her head to get any bigger no. than it already is. She would say, <laughs> so I was like, all right, I don't know. And uh, but this this was really fun. Yeah, she was waiting for the right time to bring me on. And in fairness, uh-huh. I um I was like, you know, get some guests on. I want to see how it goes first. I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't want to be the first guest. Like, you know, I want to see how it goes. But I no, you know what, what the truth is, doing. I was I was trying to build up an audience for you, you know. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. and you've grown the podcast tremendously since the first guest. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to say, you know, I know that a lot of new people are watching this that are like, you know, maybe they haven't even bought their first NFT and they're like, I'm just learning. You know, my friend actually, um, she literally was like, I just want to learn. And she started watching all of your podcasts from the start. And so I know there's a lot of listening, probably, not watching. This is not video. Oh, I'm, I'm like, what? We can watch this. Yeah. Sorry. Listening. I know a lot of people are like that. And, and I think what y'all are doing for the space is super helpful because even just having conversations like this, you know, you start hearing the lingo, you start hearing you know, the different projects. And it's like, this is the kind of stuff. It's a great start to get your foot in the door. And then like Michael was saying, like the next step, if you really want to be serious is like, get involved with a project also because you can learn, you know, what actually goes on behind the scenes. I have learned so much, you know, working, um, with Cryptoys for a year, I've learned so much. And it's like, the, the stuff that you're learning is going to be super valuable, especially let's say that you want to launch your own project one day. Don't you want to learn all the mistakes or all the successes from someone else first and have that blueprint and then do your own thing? Um, I just think it's so valuable to just be working with um, a company or a project in the space. And like, yeah, get serious about that. Cause like this space isn't going to go anywhere and it's just getting bigger the opportunities are so abundant right now and that might not always be the case. So yeah, you know, get in early like that. And this podcast is the perfect starting point for everyone. Like, and your family members, you're trying to onboard family members, get them to listen to this podcast. Cause I mean, it's gold, honestly. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our mom. Maybe she'll listen to this episode. Who else should we mm-hmm. shout out Steph? Shout, uh, out to brother, any, uh, shout out to everyone who's been listening to every single episode yes. so far. Wow! Like imagine those people who've listened to every single episode, never missed an episode. Shout out to those people. <laughs> the loyal supporters. Love yeah. How about the people that come in and binge listen after they Ooh, find us and yes. they binge listen from early on? I, I might go back and listen to a couple of those early ones. I wonder if they're like cringe or if they're or if they're classics. That's the rule. You can't go back yeah. and watch your old stuff. You're no, is that the rule? It. Okay, okay. I mean, I start cringing at all my old stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I want to delete everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I have to, you know what, you, when you said, uh, Michael, oh, the person, you know, maybe there's people that binge. I have to shout out Kaido253 on Twitter. They literally have been binge listening to every single episode. And they said they've been taking notes. And they were like, if you want them, I was like, oh my God, I freaking love the notes. And they're like, oh, at a minimum, maybe you can use them for timestamps or whatever. But they've been taking notes and everything. And I'm just like, dang, that's so freaking cool. Um, but I, I also that. wanted to say, oh, and and shout out to, I wonder if Amy is listening. I know our friend uh, who's not even in NFT, she started listening um, and binge listened as well. But I wanted to say that um, I think that, you know, one of the reasons I really wanted to do a podcast was because. I learned about cryptocurrency through a podcast and it was all thanks to you, of course, Steph, because, um, you know, basically when my sister dropped out of college, you know, I was still going to college and, you know, she decided to kind of take matters into her own hands and learn, you know, things on her own and, and figure out what she wanted to learn herself. And we would always like when we were in the car together, she would always be playing a podcast and she, and she would be playing like Ty Lopez's like cryptocurrency podcast. And, and, um, and I'll be like, Oh, like, what can we listen to some music? And then eventually, you know, it kind of wore me down and I, and I started liking it. And I was like, Oh, okay. I actually like this. And then I got really into listening to, you know, 
his uh, crypto podcast and just learning about crypto in general. And so, you know, the fact that a, a podcast got me into cryptocurrency and I wasn't even on Twitter, I wasn't doing anything besides listening to a podcast. And that's how I know there's people that are doing the same thing with NFTs. They're just listening to our podcast and that's okay too. Um, and so I feel like this is my way of, of kind of giving back. And um, so, yeah, so thanks Steph for, uh, for forcing me to listen to those crypto podcasts back in the day. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Seriously. Shout out to everyone listening to these that, you know, this is definitely the first step is just learning and absorbing everything. And that's a hundred percent the move I would make if I was just getting into the space right now, I would just take the next month at least before I bought anything just to be learning, absorbing, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause once you start buying things, then it's like, you know, that's a whole nother ball game. So learning is like the best thing ever. Love it. Unless you're right. able to buy a Gary V V uh, V two V friends, you should snag that. Yo, I got. I mean, I bought all the books, so I got one. Yeah, yeah, got you got one. Books. Nice, you did. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Wait, yep. you got one. You got the V two because I checked and I did not get any. Oh wait, what? <laughs> I oh, the book know what that was. a separate thing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm thinking of the wrong thing. We'll have to talk about this. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I'll have you thing. check to see if you're eligible. Yeah. If you have a book games, you're, you know, you might, you have a chance at getting oh, okay. the V2. So then we can check. see if you're eligible after this. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to, before I uh, say goodbyes, let me one more time talk about the 50th episode. Like I said, this is the 49th episode. So happy and blessed to have, you know, Steph on, person I look up to the most in this space. We are celebrating all that we've done, you know, this whole podcast on our 50th episode on Monday, April 18th at 7 p.m. PST. If you're not able to make it to the live, that's fine. You'll enjoy listening to it back. It's going to be a fun show. But if you are able to attend, you know, we'd love to have you attend our live Twitter spaces show. Uh, check us out on Twitter, either my Twitter, Jennifer underscore pseudo to get more information or NFT Catcher Pod. But basically, we're going to be breaking this hour and a half episode down into three segments. First half hour, we're going to have eight special guests. We're going to bring back eight of our guests and, and you know, bring them back for the first half hour to celebrate with us. Second half hour, we're doing a Q&A section where you can come up and ask a question. Don't be shy. You know, you can you can do it. You can do it. I know some people get a little shy about that, but uh, we're excited to hear from our listeners. And final segment will be a little shill segment. I don't like to call it shilling because that kind of has a bad connotation to it. But basically just an opportunity for you to tell us about what you're working on, you know, for a quick one to two minutes. Or maybe you just want to talk about your favorite project. Um, and so that'll be that section as well. And we might invite some of our friends uh, during that last segment uh, as well. But yes, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And we will catch you in the next one. Peace. Thanks for having me, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace. Show